Now it's time to welcome back our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Are you there, Tom? I'm here, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I put on my long underwear, covered my body in chapstick, and caught a flight to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I figured, why not? It's winter. I can do it. I grabbed my suitcase at baggage claim, buttoned up my jacket, walked outside with a smile on my face, and immediately burst into tears. <laughs> Have you ever had an old woman carry you inside like a baby, buy you a chocolate, and try to convince you to fly to Arizona? I have. But I refused. I love this town. And this is the time to show that love. There's no sense in coming here in the summer. No one's around. Everyone's at the lakes catching walleye with their faces like grizzly bears. <laughs> I contacted an Uber and tried to pay him an extra $50 to pull inside the terminal. He got close enough and we were off. My driver was a man named Kawil from Somalia. Somalia, a country that's so close to the equator that you sweat from just saying the word. I asked him what in God's name was he doing here? He said that his entire village moved here to be part of the large Somali community. And I thought, who was the first Somalian to make that mistake? <laughs> I understand wanting a fresh start, but if you grow up in the desert, why move to the frozen food section? There must have been flights to Florida. I understand people from Norway and Sweden settling here. They probably saw the ice on the Mississippi and thought they were at spring break. I complimented Kawil on how strong he was and told him that I was really impressed with his ability to endure this cold. He adjusted the rearview mirror and yelled, Are you crazy? I can't take it anymore. This is the worst winter of my life. The cold is killing me. It's like I'm in a frozen prison and I can't escape. My life is a frozen Shawshank Redemption. Without slowing down his car, he pushed me into the hotel. I scurried inside and immediately did what every Minnesotan does. I hit the bar. I ordered a big glass of burgundy and a side plate of fried potatoes that I put in my pockets for warmth. <laughs> I sat next to an older airplane, airplane pilot who was drinking black coffee. He smelled like cigarettes, and his skin was as crispy as a fried chicken wing. He had a big, bushy cowboy mustache and a worn-out uniform that looked like something you'd find in a vintage costume shop. He said, I'm, I just can't do it anymore. I can't take the treacherous winds and the blinding snows. I'm going to sit right here on this bar stool until things thaw out. He said that at his age, he wants to spend more time with his wife. They've been married for 42 years, and it's about time she had a husband who's around more. It would be nice to do normal married things together, he said. You know, some of those couples activities I see people doing, like riding tandem bikes in circles around jazz brunches. <laughs> a woman sat down next to him, and without even looking, he reached out and squeezed her hand in that knowing way that spoke of decades of, toge of togetherness. She smiled, pulled back, and freed her hand. This was not his wife. 
He said, sorry about that, ma'am. My eyesight is getting as fuzzy as my memory. She said, that might be a problem for a pilot. He said, oh, I'm not a pilot. I just like the uniform. Have you ever realized that all those pilots who have flown you around the country might have just been con men in hats? I have. As I headed to my room, I noticed this was a creepy hotel, one of those places where no one checks in under their real name and everyone pays in cash. This way, the cops can't track them down when the drug deal goes wrong or they realize they put the, a hit out on the wrong guy. The white curtains in my room were yellowed with illegal cigarette smoke. The heating unit was one of those attached to the wall that pretends to have multiple settings but really only has two, louder and loudest. There was an old ice bucket with two glasses alongside it, topped with white paper lids, as if that's all that would be needed to stop the Ebola virus in its tracks. Why do they even have ice buckets anymore? It's a relic from another time when people didn't have home refrigeration. Guests would check in, unpack their traveling cocktail kit, and mix up a couple of gin fizzes with all the ice they wanted. The only reason to use the ice bucket nowadays is if you have some sort of accident and need to keep the swelling down. There was construction in the next room where it sounded like a crew of workers were replacing a wall, probably filled with bullet holes and punch marks. I had to get out of there and decided to man up and go out into the cold like a real Minnesotan. I knew there was only one thing that could make this trip complete and warm me up. That's when I snowshoed into an old joint called Matt's Bar. I was shaking like a cold chihuahua as I ordered a pint of ale and a Juicy Lucy. It's a giant burger with melted cheese stuffed inside the patty. I held it up with my mittens and took a giant bite. Have you ever had hot burger grease and molten cheese squirt all over your face and make you so happy you didn't even notice it was winter anymore? <laughs> I have. Thank you, Minneapolis. Hang in there. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Thank you, Tom.